0: Block
1: Talk Radio I love you man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, bro of I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe.
2: Okay, okay. All right. Let's uh, continue here. <music>
1: Junior?
0: Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bot.
1: What in the hell's diversity? Well, I I could be wrong, but I believe uh,
0: diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. Ron, I would be surprised if the affiliates were concerned about the lack of an old, old wooden ship, but nice try. The Bears are who we thought they
2: were! Top Leader Blog Talk Radio radio dot com. This is uh first of three hours today. Uh tonight, this evening. Um we've got C Mac here.
0: Cannot play with him, cannot win with him, cannot coach with him, can't do it. <laughs> yes, I I I do prefer being on top. <laughs> right.
2: And the, the the reference to being on top was because Thanks to the uh, Chicago Bears for laying an egg last night. Well, an egg shaped like a 7. That's they finished with 7 points, right? I think. Something like that. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anyways, thanks Garbage to Chicago. Point. Chicago Bears not not uh, doing anything last night. The Green Bay Packers now uh record-wise tied with the Bears, but they own the tiebreaker uh are in first place of the NFC North. Um Packers play the Wait, Giants.
0: Just the way I'm- it should be.
2: Packers for the Giants on Sunday night, Sunday night football, tried to avenge that loss in the playoffs last year, and um, we're joined at 8.15 by -by play-by-play man, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen from KFAN Radio here locally in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, He'll join us uh, on 8.15 to talk about the upcoming opponent, the Chicago Bears, and um, about some of his famous calls. I know um, one that... One that you and I appreciate, we won't play too much. We won't play when he's on, for sure, uh, is is definitely, is definitely this one. Here it
1: is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Cut! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings
0: out of the playoffs.
2: We'll rub that one in too much because obviously um uh, that
0: might make him upset.
2: Yeah. But but I mean well one thing that I, I you know, being you know, we're Packer fans, one thing that I appreciate about Paul Allen is um the fact that like uh, you know, a lot of these a lot of these play by play announcers, they're very you know, they get excited when, you know, there's a score, but Paul Allen, he is he is the the uh, the embodiment of a, of a fan who broadcasts what he what he loves. So, um, oh, absolutely!
0: I think that's kind of his allure and why people like him.
2: Right, he's, right.
0: He's so emotionally so into yeah. it because because a good big fan of the Vikings. So
2: yeah, so we'll talk to Paul about uh, Vikings Bears matchup this coming um, this coming Sunday. And the following Sunday, Vikings travel to Lambeau Field to play the Packers. So um, it could very that could very well be a, a, a game for first place. Because I mean, uh, it, it if the if the Vikings can beat the San Francisco Forty ers they can if they. It, it, granted, this is at Soldier Field, so they can definitely uh, take down the Bears without if, if Jay Cutler doesn't play. From, and then that's what it sounds like. He he may not be playing this this coming Sunday, but but we don't know. So Yeah, uh, we'll
0: see I guess.
2: And, yeah, I and, 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 and,
0: even uh, if Butler does play, their offensive line is still horseshit. And, yeah. And they look like matador matadors out there. So
2: the Smith had, Alden Smith has fifteen sacks on the air.
0: Yeah, he had freaking five, I think, last night. Five oh, and a
2: half. Crazy. Yeah. And it, it, it the the Michael Strahan record is twenty two and a half. So Alden Smith with six games left has if he gets seven and a half sacks or eight sacks, he's uh he's got the record, so um who
0: who would they play for the last game of the season, the forty ers
2: Um forty niners. Let's see here. They have um The Cardinals.
0: Oh well maybe either John Skelton or Kevin Cobb or whoever is the Cardinals quarterback is that game, he'll just kind of lie down and let Alden Smith sack him like <laughs> someone did that one time for Michael oh, yeah. Trahan. Yeah, good
2: point. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um yeah, the Niners, they've they got a well, – right, well, we can look ahead to the Bears' schedule right now because they're the ones where, you know, that are going to be chasing us. Bears have the Vikings and then the Seahawks, and then the Vikings and then the Packers. So that's the next four games for them before they end on the road against Detroit and Arizona. Um, Interesting. Like Alan says, the Falcons are still number one in the NFC. I played like number two uh, on Sunday. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> that was a proof reference, by the way. So. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: oh.
0: I I did not know.
2: <laughs> well, actually, I, I'm not going to say the whole, the whole team. I mean, Matt Ryan, you know, threw
0: five interceptions.
2: I think he had six turnovers. I think he lost a fumble too. I'm not. If I'm not 100. I think
0: uh-huh. that may have been that may have been someone else who lost that fumble. Yeah. Don't hold me to it.
2: I, I yeah, I'm not 100 percent either on that. They,
0: so. they can't play that way against good teams and expect to win, though, because they played yeah. the Cardinals and no. and won. They're not going to win, play like that, and win against like the 49ers or the Packers or anybody else. Yeah.
2: No, they. Um, it, 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 when I talk about in this week's article, I, I you know I mentioned that there's. Um, I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean,
0: I do. The Packers are going to win the Super Bowl, of course. <laughs> go, Pack! Go. Are you My ill?
2: My mistake. My mistake. Um, <laughs> but but realistically, on paper, I mean, we, we there's there's really no uh, clear-cut favorite. I mean, the Texans. Sure, the Texans are playing well. They've got a, they've got an explosive offense, but that, you know, huge day for Andre Johnson to match up came against the Jacksonville Jaguars in overtime. Yeah. And then um the Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> and as Alan predicts right now, uh Falcons forty eight, Packers twenty one in the NFC divisional playoffs in two thousand thirteen. You heard it here first. And um
1: he he
0: wishes that's where it's gonna be flip flopped.
2: I'm gonna Okay. <laughs> um. I who knows? I mean, you know, to be honest, the the Packers didn't dominate the the Lions like I hoped they would have. Um. Defense. Uh, Jared Bush on special teams really bailed out Mason Crosby. I mean, the the defense the defense played uh, you know aside from um a couple of those deep. Uh, those deep uh, uh, passes to, to Calvin Johnson, you know, there really wasn't, you know, it really wasn't a horrible defensive game by the Packers. A lot of penalties though, that that needs to be corrected. It's just, yeah, every time, you know, I mean, Dietrich Smith, you know, come on, man, it just it, it was, it was frustrating seeing all the uh, the laundry on the field during that game. Um, mm-hmm. But. I Packers got the win. That was that's you know what was important there. Um yeah,
0: it, those are always tough matchups in, in the division, though. No matter what, usually
2: they are. And then the I believe the Packers got uh you know they they have the Vikings twice, and then they have the have the Bears again and the Lions. So they've still got four divisional matchups. So that's going to be a um, those will be some tough tests. I I know that for sure. If the Packers, you know, if the Packers go six and in the division, that'll be um,
0: that'll be wonderful.
2: It'd be it'd be wonderful, but it, it'll be uh, quite an accomplishment if they do it against the, uh, you know, yeah. those three teams that they play. Um, Alan says that Randall Cobb is picked for most improved or for improved player of the year. I, I like that, you know, Cobb. Uh, oh, Cobb's, yeah. Cobb's, you know, his his star is growing. I mean. It's it's just it's a matter of uh, um, getting. I mean it, that, that's just what sucks about the uh, about the you know the Packers passing game is that you, there's really not a clear cut number one guy. You know some might say it's Jennings, but he's been hurt most of the season. Some might say it's Nelson, but you know you've got James Jones. He's got you know career high touchdowns, and then you've got Randall Cobb. Maybe plays and and how about how about our our boy JerMichael Finley uh I believe I don't know how many times he was thrown at, but I, I from what I can remember there were two catches and that, that uh touchdown point.
0: One play. for a touchdown, yeah. So. Are, we, are, we, are we ready to call him our boy yet? I don't I don't think so. No, I'm not gonna I'm I, I I'm not gonna
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna jump on the Jermichael Finley bandwagon right now, but um definitely he wasn't my least favorite packer on sunday i'll tell you that that was mason crosby he 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 won that award oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> i uh yeah that was he
0: won that by a long shot
2: i you know i i i you know it, it's nice that they have faith in him they're going to stick with him but whew, you know you you really got to hope he corrects that problem because if that happens in the playoffs you know mm-hmm. it's his head It it really is.
0: He has has one job. All he has to do is kick a football between two posts. And
2: and what I was most worried about, you know, right right as Jim Schwartz called that timeout, I was most worried because he had just missed it wide right. I was, I I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, crap, you know, it's in his head now. So I bet he's going to overcompensate and, you know, kick it wide left. He's going to put too much on it. And that's, Sure as hell, what he did. So, yeah. um, but no, Crosby and, and he's got to he's got to step it up this coming weekend, especially in the Meadowlands and in, in, in New York. So
0: maybe the Packers uh, should sign David Beckham as their kicker. He's going to be done with the Galaxy soon.
2: I, I don't <laughs> know. That's I don't know if that's a good idea, but uh, I I I I was uh I was calling for Ryan Longwell. You know, bring him in let him go out as a Packer the way the way that he, he should have. But um Yeah. Either they're here or there. Yeah, that can uh, happen. <laughs> so you know, I I don't know. i I it's it's hard to say what, what what team will show up next Sunday. You know, I mean will it be the team that, you know, in prime time against Texans at Houston put up forty two is gonna be the team we saw have but but, but they're not a five game winning streak. We can't get two down on them right now, but um mm-hmm. All, all sides of the ball need to come together. You know they they need to start playing, you know, consistent offense. You know, consistently good on offense. Like you know, they, they were for a few weeks. They need to do the same thing on defense. I mean, I haven't. That's the defense is as I I've been a okay with the defense. The defenses look great. You know, aside from you know a few glitches here and there when you yeah. know they they give up a give up a deep ball or. Um, a longer run but it's, it's, it hasn't been too bad so special teams is, is has improved drastically from from yes. last year. so those are the uh, <laughs> I hope got uh, Justin saying he hopes it's the team that shows up against the Colts yeah I, I wouldn't like that too much if it's the team that showed up against the Colts but um, that would be awful I wouldn't like that one bit um. Here. So, one uh interesting nugget. uh and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit, little bit later in the show too, but um, actually we won't.
0: Uh, let me get on here. Oh, sorry. Um,
2: you can uh you can hear our guests for tonight. Um, weekdays from nine to noon on KFAN 100.3 here in a. Minneapolis-St. Paul, welcome, voice of the Vikings, Mr. Paul Allen. Paul, how are you tonight, sir?
1: What's going on, man? Nice to meet you guys.
2: Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, actually, I should say, what up,
1: right? So, what do we got here? What uh, what are we doing? Where are we? Uh, where are we located? Who's listening? Got any girls in the mix? Uh, you Bean know. bags, five headed hookah pipes. What are you guys doing?
2: <laughs> we're, uh, we're actually we're 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 here locally, Minneapolis-St. Paul. I'm, I'm in Richfield. Uh, Charlie, my co-host, C-Mac, is in a uh, Roseville. So
1: right on, you know, man, guys getting good experience. No matter, uh, no matter where you're doing it, getting good reps. Good for you. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, um, no, we're, 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 we've been, this is actually our three year anniversary show. So we've been doing this for a while now, have had some pretty fun guests on here. So, and we're yeah. just adding, adding you to the mix. So, uh,
1: who's been, who's been your favorite guest all time and why
2: all time? Um, Scott Hansen was the from NFL Network was the first big guest that we had on the show, right on. Uh, And uh, you know, I you know I was tweeting with him the first year of the Red Zone, and he uh, really gracious enough to come on. You know, he's been on about three or four times with us, and he's a really really fun guy to talk to. But a guy that guy that you know very very well, Chris Cluey. He's he's the man. We love love having Chris on.
0: You know, he's very animated and fun to talk to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now is this is this an internet bit?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, we're online.
1: we're online. So that means Christian just cut loose with every f bomb he wants.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 <laughs> that, that <that's> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we we, we
1: talked
2: we talked to him after that uh, that deadspin article with uh, the that former Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 talked to him last year about that, and he was uh, he was pretty fun. So.
1: Yeah, um, Chris is very gracious. You know, of uh, of our group right now, um, you know, he's probably overall the the smartest and, and most eclectic guy in the locker room. Uh Chris uh, Chris is not short on opinions man and he um you know the thing about Chris is is when he tells you you know that when the game's over that he does not watch highlights he does not watch football he does not watch that nice NFL network recap show with Dion Sanders mm-hmm. he means it I mean he absolutely separates himself from the entire thing and and um you know for that um you know that that's very rare in our game that he's able to do that Yeah so sure
2: so, so something that we don't have in common PA unfortunately I mean we, me and C Mac here are, pa- are Packer fans, but but we we love and respect your work, um, and um, well, you're you're gonna hopefully do us a favor this Sunday and uh, beat the Bears ass. But um, Jay Cutler says you'll play again this season. May not might not be this Sunday. Do you think he you'll play? And uh, if so. Uh, does it, does it look a whole lot more winnable if Jay Cutler is not on the field for the for the Minnesota I mean you know, I
1: I hope he doesn't play. Uh if mm-hmm. he does, he does. Uh, he's better than Jason Campbell. But um you know, Jason you know, Jason will have um a game and a half under his belt and he'll be um he'll be playing at home. You know, okay. I know when he debuted against the Texans on Sunday night football, it was at home. Uh and they're very tough to beat there, uh really no matter who the challenger is. Uh so he'll He'll be more acclimated. Uh, They'll block better for him uh, this week than they did last night. Um, But if it's not him, you know, Jay Cutler is better than him, man. You just, you know, what you got to do is you just got to find a way to pass the ball, move the ball, and um, let Adrian kind of be the complimentary guy. Uh, I mean, as as crazy as that Mm -hmm. sounds, they're going to stack it up against Adrian. And and I think it's probably the most predictable thing we're going to see all year. And they're going to make Christian Ponder try to throw the ball. And he was able to do it against the Lions. The uh, the Bears defense is is ten times better than the Lions defense, and uh, then maybe if we can if you know no matter who the quarterback is if we can get a victory there, and then uh, pull for the Super Bowl champions I think on Sunday Night Football then uh, maybe we can sit high atop the NFC North as a first place team, mm. yeah, and then
2: and go for the tie or go for the. Uh... the the kill then uh, December 2nd at Lambeau Field right hoping for that
1: (laughs) yeah hopefully it's a little better than last year I think we might have lost like 45-7 there last year but we uh, we were a three win operation last year Um, our secondary was absolutely the worst in the NFL after Antoine Winfield got hurt and um, we're a little more squared away this year than we were last year you know I'm not you know I wouldn't tell you and your friends and those listening, you know, I wouldn't sit here and say we're better than the Green Bay Packers because I don't believe we are, but um, no. well, will um, I'll be very curious to see, you know, what we look like out of the off week. I know we're immensely better than we were last year. And um, I think we'll offer a better challenge in a couple of weeks.
0: Good. So, yeah, you, you, you had brought up Christian Ponder. How do you feel about his progress up to this point in his career? And do you think that he's uh, the future of the Minnesota Vikings at quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I mostly feel good about Christian being the quarterback for the long haul. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody, you know, outside of maybe Christian would say absolutely, you know, he's the right guy for, you know, for the next 10 sure. years. But it's been a treat watching Christian and and his 20 starts, you know, because Christian's so smart and he's so lovable and he's so affable that Christian wants to do it the right way so badly that sometimes he just puts a little too much pressure on himself and I thought it was interesting in the Lions game, you know, where they, the offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave, spread out five five receivers and just and made him be a quarterback, you know, and basically just said, you're not going to hold the ball too long. Uh, we're going to send a bunch of guys out in patterns, and you're going to have to get rid of it quickly. And Christian responded pretty well, so that that was a good step for him. Uh, but he still has a lot of work to do to uh, be an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL.
2: Now yeah. the the leading rusher in the NFL right now is Adrian Peterson, eleven 1, hundred and twenty eight yards, tied per second with uh seven touchdowns. This dude's a freak. I mean he tore his A C L and M C L last December and he's doing all this. I mean how just how in the world is Adrian doing this right now? He's just a freak. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that, that's the right word. I mean, he, he heals freakishly well. You know, speaking of the Green Bay Packers, back in Adrian's rookie year, in 2007 we were at Lambeau Field and we were just getting killed. And somewhere in the middle of that game, like middle of the third quarter, Al Harris tackled him low. And it was it was a clean hit. It was a legit hit. But it caused a high ankle sprain for Adrian. Yep. And, you know, the prognosis on that thing right after the game was, you know, he's probably going to be out at least a month, maybe a month and a half. And he almost came back the next week, and then I think he came back two or three games later. So that that kind of showed right there that his heel ability is is different than most people. I mean, Adrian is built differently than a lot of people. When you have that brute strength and you're able to cut the way he cuts, you just don't see that too often. I mean, Barry Sanders is arguably the greatest cutting running back in the NFL in, in, in NFL history at shifting his ground but Adrian cuts like Barry and he overwhelms you like Jim Brown and he makes you miss like Walter Payton. So he's just, he's the complete package. And, you know, I wouldn't call him the best running back in the history of the NFL yet because, you know, I still need to see him pick up the blitz a little better and handle the passing game a little better before I can put him on, on a plateau of like Walter Payton. But his, um, his heel ability, is it's just absolutely amazing and really as of right now, I've never ever seen him play better than he's playing right now.
2: Yeah, he's playing fantastic. Who was um? Yeah, I, I, I think
0: question. I saw something about on the NFL Network a few weeks ago that I think it was James Andrews who did a surgery, AP surgery. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they he said that he when he went in to actually look at his knee, there was there was barely any atrophy at all, if not if none, and he, that was he yeah, had like the cleanest knee he's ever seen is what he said so he he's
1: like it's kind of akin to the um the the triple crown winning horse uh secretary from back in the day where when um when secretary died they cut him open and his heart was like two times the size of a normal horse and you yeah. know secretary is one of the great thoroughbreds in the history of racing and Adrian is yep. one of the great thoroughbreds in the history of of, of running backs and of the n f l and physiologically speaking you know the he just was blessed. i mean he's very very yep. blessed and he's very good at what he does
2: so moving on a little bit get a little bit more insight on on your your job and your career who's the who's your favorite player or coach that you've worked with or covered and uh who might be the most difficult that you've worked with or interviewed over your uh tenure
1: um, I, you know, I've, I've known Mike Tice for many years. Uh, when when I started calling Vikings games in 2002, Mike Tice was in his first year as head coach. Uh, Mike and I actually knew each other for about seven years before that through horse racing because we. Um, I've been a racetrack announcer since 1993. Yeah. And in starting in San Francisco, Mike knew a lot of the same people that I knew. So when I started calling races in Chocopee at Canterbury, you know mike went out of his way to 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 come out and introduce himself to me and it was a real treat because you know back in 1979 when i was growing up in washington dc my my mom used to take me to maryland terrapin football games and mike tice was the quarterback for maryland uh when he was back in 1979 so you know i always looked up to him and um, Mike was just a treat to work with. You know, he, he had a great family feel to him. He brought everybody in and kind of circled the wagons around those he trusted. And and he created the family feel that really never is left with me in terms of this team. Um, I, most difficult to deal with, you know, I like Brad Childress. He, he just – he was very <laughs> – Brad was very much to himself. I mean, the, yeah. the thing that I'll always respect about Brad – is that Brad had the mentality of I waited for this head coaching job for 30 years, and I'm going to do it my way. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, I know I did it my way. And you know, I, I you know even Brad Brad from an interviewing standpoint, it was quite boring. Um, and I interviewed him weekly, yeah. and you know I I knew when to push and when not to push, but it was just very difficult to get him to loosen up on the radio. Um, the thing, though, that that I always appreciated about Brad is that you know I always I always felt because he was stoic and he was quiet and you know he just didn't share anything, is I always felt he got a bad rap here because we we almost made the playoffs in his second year, in the third year we won the division, in the fourth year we almost went to the Super Bowl, so you know Brad did a pretty good job here and and he did a better job than than I think people give him credit for.
2: Sure. A couple more, couple more questions here for Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Charlie, go ahead.
0: Um, yeah. What is what would be your favorite, um, let's see, segment you've had, or f- favorite call that you've had? And on the flip flip side, what
1: would be the your worst call that you can think of that you've had? Um, that's interesting. Um, you know, I think, I think finding Greg Lewis at the end of a 2009 game against the Niners week three, uh, when Favre hit Greg Lewis uh, in the back of the end zone and we won the game. I mean, Greg, I think Greg played one play that game, and that was the only play. And, you know, I I saw him come into the game from the sidelines, but I couldn't exactly remember where he was. And, you know, just for for God to bless me with the ability to find him in the back of the end zone in that big moment – um yeah. I think it's something I'm probably most most proud of and most satisfied with. Um from a from a negativity standpoint, um that that two thousand nine NFC title game is still tough to deal with. You know, especially when all the bounty yeah. stuff came out and you know, you just kinda knew they were taking free shots at the quarterback and it was orchestrated. And um yeah. you know, the, the interception far through to Tracy Porter um is is still tough to take, knowing that I mean I, I you know, we first of all, you know, we're we're trying to go to the Super Bowl and we have the ball and we have Brett Favre. So that equation yeah. right there means you're supposed to go to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, we got into range for Ryan Longwell to kick a field goal from like fifty five yards. And Ryan is very good at that. And when we opted to pass, it it really surprised me because I thought we either should have run and let Ryan, you know, put the game on Ryan's foot. Uh, but then, you know, when Brett had Bernard Barry and wide open, didn't see him, and he could have run for five yards even on the bad ankle, you know, I just yeah. I got really pissed off with the way the whole thing developed. We had that freaking yeah. twelve minute in the huddle penalty before that out of the timeout, which was completely embarrassing and unacceptable. Um so I think yeah. that's probably that probably would be the low point to be honest with you. Yeah, I
2: think yeah.
1: I think that's what that one one makes your commentary great.
0: Is that you're you're so emotionally involved, and I think a lot of people can relate to that too. That's that's what even the highs and the lows. I think that's what makes your commentary great.
1: Thank you. That's very nice of you. Yeah.
2: And then uh, finally, for me, um, PA, uh, what uh, who's your, who's your who's your pick this year? Who's who's going to be in uh the, the Superdome in Louisiana for the Super Bowl forty-seven? Uh,
1: that's really, really difficult. It, that, that's really difficult to yeah. pick right now. I mean, you got Kansas City winning at New Orleans. You got Arizona winning at um, winning at New England earlier this year. You got um, a ratty Jacksonville team getting killed on Thursday night football by the Colts, then almost beating Houston. It's very difficult. I, you know, I don't trust Green Bay's defense. Right. I don't trust Chicago's offense. Um, I originally into the year <clears throat> picked San Francisco to to meet Baltimore. And I'm not going to back off that. Um, and and I, I can't remember which one I picked to win it. I think I picked the, the Niners to win it. Um, but I probably would stay with that. It's very, very difficult to uh, to predict this year, though.
2: Yeah, it sure is. And, uh, Charlie, final question for Paul Allen? All
0: right. I want to know this. Who, who wins in an arm wrestling match? The official voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen, or the official voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larrabee?
1: I got to beat him, man. He's got like 10, 15 years on me, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, the strongest he, thing in the world, but I just wonder he if, if he were to pin me, if he were to pin me down there, would he look at me and say, and there is your arm wrestling dagger.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I was going to
0: say that. You got to watch
1: out for that dagger.
0: <laughs>
1: now that, that dagger call right there is the best signature call in all of sports. And
0: it is pretty you know, cool. I'm, I'm,
1: whether it's on Twitter or on my radio show or whatever, um, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that uh, I'm a, a fan of Wayne's and, sure. um, you know, I think he's the best team announcer in the national football league. Sure.
2: Well, well again, we,
0: we,
2: we Paul, Paul Allen voice in this sort of like, We I appreciate you coming on and, and hanging out with us just for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um,
2: hopefully you guys, all are great. Bears, hopefully you guys whip some ass bears ass, this, this weekend. Uh, but before we got, we square off at Lambeau field. And, uh, again, uh, just thanks for joining us. Hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving and,
1: I'll shoot I'll, I'll
2: Paul, I'll shoot you a text on the road. Hopefully we can have you on again and, and and chat maybe during the off season. Love to talk again.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you guys for the opportunity. All right. All right. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome. Thank you. See ya. Yep.
2: Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh you can catch him nine to noon um AM. I'm sorry, not AM. FM one hundred point three, KFAN locally here in uh uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. If you d- don't live in the area, go ahead head to kfan. dot com. You can podcast uh, Paul Allen's show. It, it's a fantastic show. He's 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 always got a great
1: line of guests.
2: the the um the call the Greg Lewis call that we were he was talking about was this one.
1: Two receivers left and right. Far about out of the shotgun. Chester to his right. Third down, 12 seconds to go in the game, Niners lead by four. Far back to pass, pumps to the left, eight seconds left. He gets away from the pressure, fires to the end zone, it's caught, it's Rick Lewis!
2: said, we, we, you can't argue with the passion that he has in, the, in that. So. Yeah,
0: I, and, I commend him for that because uh, I don't think I could do it because if I was the voice of the Green Bay Packers and uh, Rogers threw an air session, I'd be like, motherfucker! And then I'd get fired, so...
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, you, you'd be... You'd be, you'd be, you'd be they'd, they'd switch it over to like a... a a rerun of The Waltons or something, just yeah, uh, yeah. you know, because you'd it'd be pulling you out a straitjacket. And then the the call that the negative call that, that he he talked about, I was prepared. I had them all. Uh,
1: was this one? Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter near side to the forty, and John Sullivan runs him down at the forty seven yard line. You've got to be kidding me, I can't believe what I just saw looking at that play. He should have just held on to a call he should have he could have easily have gotten five or six yards if he would have just pulled that thing down and dove forward. But Why do you even ponder passing? I mean you can take a knee and try a fifty six yard field goal. This is not Detroit man. This is the super Bowl <laughs> oh. man he oh. he's got
2: he's got those he's got those passionate calls, and that's what uh that's what that's what resonates from uh, paul allen's resume um yep. moving on a bit um again we'll, we'll uh again we'll i'll plug this t uh, by the way t j r radio is uh top of the hour john can't the clown uh ninety minutes of wrestling then we'll chat in until the final half hour um a, a little under the radar, and I mentioned this to paul this is our three year anniversary three years was yesterday um crazy um uh, and uh, with what, how we started with Jakey Jakey uh was going to join the show but uh um uh, has a gig at the uh House of Comedy at uh, Mall of America in uh in uh Bloomington so that's going on right now so good luck to Jakey love him um and then uh yeah we've uh 3 years it, it was it, it was cool uh, uh kind of cool to to be interviewed by Paul in but getting how he was wondering how our Favorite guest. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure
0: he, was cool.
2: He, he he was still in his uh in his kind of r- probably radio show mode. been. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, how many radio interviews he does. Um, but I'm sure it's not not a whole lot during the week. But uh, that was still pretty cool for him to ask us that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I mean, as much as as much as we're about the Vikings here, I, I'm you know, I I do respect the team because what's what's more, uh, I mean. Let's be honest. I, I I had I had fun watching you know watching the the Packer Viking game when at Kelly's house two years ago after they fired or the the before they fired Brad Childress uh, when they got blown out. That was you know it's always fun oh, to yes. watch a blowout, but the the tight games where you know game winning at the end. Oh my God, I I love those too. So hopefully we get a yeah. get a few of those this year. I think I think we will get a few of those this year. I don't, I don't think either team is going to run away with either game at either uh venue whether it's Mall of America Field or uh, Lambeau Field, so um we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. So but yeah I kinda I, of
0: wish, like, I kinda I kinda hope they are blowouts. I don't want more gray hairs on my head.
2: <laughs> well you well I mean <laughs> hey, you know what? I I hey, let, let let's let's be honest here. I would take gray hairs over uh hairs just that are just plain out falling out, you know, any day. <laughs> uh so that's where Very true <laughs> You and I are not in the same boat on that situation. I'll tell you that. Um, we got about 50, I got about twenty minutes or so left in this uh, portion of the show. Uh, we'll wrap things up with the end of the world like we typically do. Uh, it's a good one, so stick around for that. Uh, I forgot also, I wanted
0: to ask him about uh, what he thinks about the NFL and their safety that they're trying to enforce these days.
2: Well, we, we can we can talk about that right now. Um, uh you know it's what 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 i mean obviously the n f l is trying to cover their bases for uh the future because they're seeing all these you know all these you know uh former players coming out with these you know head injuries um and uh neurological problems it's um, they need to make the game safer and obviously that's what they're trying to do.
0: Yes, but same time I would hate to be a defensive player right now cuz you you can't do your job cuz right. they won't let you with all the penalties like Ed Reed they suspend him for one game and he appealed it and huh? they fined him 50 grand. Mm-hmm. Like these guys, these guys make millions of dollars but holy shit 50 grand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's more than helmets. I make
1: a year.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: just I, for a hit, and well, I know they're trying to make things safer, but the bottom line is, sometimes helmets are going to hit helmets. Right. That's just it's just the way it is. Like right. That that call that they find him for, he was he was leading with his shoulder. Right. And the receiver is running towards him. Even if he's leading leading with his shoulder, obviously it, when he hits him, there's a good possibility of the helmets hitting each other because his body hits him, and just the the force of him hitting him and w- where he's going, his body is going to jolt and twist and make their helmets hit each other. Right. That's what that's what annoys me about this. Is, well, you know, it's things like that. It's it's just, I, it's just going to happen.
2: Well, he, well, well I mean, there's he, no
0: way around it. Sometimes their helmets are going to hit each other.
2: Yeah, you know, the, 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 it, it's it's bound to happen. I, I I definitely agree with that. But I mean, obviously, you know, the, the NFL is doing. I, I'm sure you know at rookie symposiums when they when they when they talk you know um, when you got the Herm Edwards is saying one chain. I need one, one chain? chain. When you when you when you got. <laughs> When you, when you have her, that same, you know, I'm, I'm sure they have a rules and safety um, orient like orientation or class they all have to go through because I, I, I do think that we're gonna see less of this probably in the next ten to fifteen years when the the uh, prior generation of NFL players who were 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 in this or in the league when they made these rule changes because yeah okay I mean because that's the thing like if, if let me give an example every uh, five years ago in in minneapolis the thirty five w bridge collapsed everyone was used to going over that bridge and then literally they they took it one day and the next day it was gone. you have to adapt to a whole new you know a whole, yeah. you know you have to you change your schedule you have to change you know when you leave leave home when you leave work and the way you go to work. That's what they're doing. They're, yeah. try, they're they're changing the way they play this game.
0: I agree, and, and, and but at, one, at the same time, it's going to happen no matter if they don't try to. It's just going to happen. But and for example, for not knowing remembering his name, but some guy on the Packers got fined like twenty one thousand dollars, and he almost he said he almost had a heart attack when he found out. He probably doesn't. He's probably I think he was a newer guy, so he probably doesn't make all that much. Right.
2: Right, I, I I I think I think there Before. needs to be I, I think they need to do a few things and 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 showing restraint is what these players need to do and and we saw it on Sunday with Nick Fairley he wrapped Aaron Rodgers up and and was you know had the momentum kind of to to slam him to the ground but but restrained himself so players players can't it, it depends on the situation I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that it depends on the situation of 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 how it goes down, but uh, if, if, if a play like that can be restrained, they can definitely, uh, they can definitely limit them, but what they need to do, the the, the two things they need to start doing, um, and the, the first is they need to, you know, adjust these fines. I mean, if, if you're gonna, if, if you're, I mean, it, that needs to be, if, if you're going to be, if you're going to be hit with a, you know, a, uh, head to uh, you know how to help. They need to they need to make it where it's five percent of your game check or ten percent of your game check, because you know if if you're making you know a hundred thousand dollars a week a game check, ten percent is ten thousand dollars. But if you're making, yeah. you know if, again if if you're making, you know twenty five grand, that's twenty five hundred dollars. So they need to they need to adjust that. That, that that's one thing they need yeah. to definitely do. The second and, is. The second is what they have implemented this year with the instant replay, um, you know, on turnovers and scoring plays. How, how much of a delay have we seen? We have not seen a major delay in games. Um no. and, and, and it's a good time to, you know, check your fantasy team, uh flip on over to the red zone, do anything like that. What what they need Get to up do here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh what 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 they need to do is they need to make Penalties, uh, certain penalties are reviewable, offside ones, false. That's fine, but they need to they need to make like pass interferences and personal fouls reviewable because because yeah. because because there I I don't I don't remember who this was, but I do it was it was a, a Packer, I believe. You know he, defensive back, you know wrapped the guy up, but his helmet slipped up and hit and hit the guy in the head. It, it, it was not an intentional helmet to helmet contact. It was just. Inertia, you know, it wasn't... Uh, yeah, that's what was I'm science. talking about, too. Yeah, yeah. so they they, they need, to, and I'm sure they will, that they need to start, that they need to make certain penalties reviewable. Um, things,
0: I mean, things like when the guy in the Texans who hit Jay Cutler and knocked him out, he deserves the most maximum penalty possible. Right,
2: right, right. but right. But, but not got, only
0: did, did he hit Jay Cutler... Like way after he threw the ball, but he he led with his helmet, the intent to hit him helmet to helmet. But, as, and and, then, and but as then for was, Ed Reed, he led with a shoulder. So he should. Right. If they're if you're going to find him, he should he should get a lesser fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I think that's definitely what they need to do. That you know, it 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 all depends on your contract. I I I don't think they should just randomly throw out these these figures like. I know, um, I believe Chad Greenwood was fined like twenty-three thousand dollars this year for a a hit on Calvin Johnson, and I I do think it needs to be a percentage of a game check for that week. I don't think I I can't be a fixed amount because I mean hell if if I don't even know what the league minimum is. uh, Ask Blaxco Burris what it is, but um, I mean if 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 the league minimum (laughs) the league minimum is is seven hundred thousand dollars and you find a guy fifty grand, that's that's insane. That's that that's that's a huge chunk of their paycheck. So what mm-hmm. what that that's what they need to do is that they, the fines need to need to equate to a certain percentage of a of a game check. And 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 if if you're if you're going to uh make, you know, penalties I'm sorry, if you're gonna make turnovers and, and uh and scoring plays reviewable, you need to you need to make, you know, personal because personal fouls are you know if they're going to start finding you after so many personal fouls, they they need to be reviewable. And, and I, if I'm not mistaken, they do review. that They do review certain fouls in the in the NBA. Um, they do. To, yep. to, to, de- to decide do. whether or not it's a it's a it's a, it's a certain uh, flagrant
0: or flagrant, uh,
2: f- you know first
0: pers- flagrant two, or whatever yeah, yeah, a technical yeah, whatever, you know, whatever yeah
2: yeah they have they have certain very very you know varieties of uh, a flagrant fouls. so. They they need to they need to review these penalties. That's the thing. I mean, they need to, especially judgment call penalties like that, like like uh, personal fouls and pass interference. Those are the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you I mean not these little ricky dink five yard penalties or anything like that, but even even to a point where there I mean, any kind of penalty where that's fifteen yards or more or a personal foul yeah. or you know they they need to they need to review them and because I mean. We know the definition of a pass interference. They, you know, they reiterate that during during games. What's a pass interference yeah. and what's not? Um, it, and it's it would be very easy for you know uh, a guy in a booth to say, hey, uh,
0: there
2: there was incidental contact, there was no pass interference, call it back, and then they just pick up the play. Yeah. It's not that tough. It's uh, something that they need to. If the rules committee is going to make going to make changes on player safety, they need to make it fair, and that, that I think that's I the agree. fairest. And yeah, the the fairest way they can do that.
0: And make, you know, penalties not penalize not just the defense but the offense too, like what happened to Brian Cushing. Right. like that happening. Towards ACL because he got chop pucked. He had nothing to do with the play. Mhm. You know, that's just one one idea. You know, there's it's but it's getting to be out of hand, unfortunately. And Eventually, they're just gonna give them flags on their dirt, on their pants, and you have to tear the flag off, and you're down. I don't. You, know what, you don't want that, him to. Come that to really head. upsets me that Ed Reed play though, because what is he supposed to do? Just go up to him, give him a hug, and politely sit him down on the ground. I, what is he supposed to do? Hey, he
2: he needs to he needs to take a he needs to take a page out of Bernie Fockers on on Meet the Fockers. When he's when he's tackling uh his wife. Just just, just grab a hug and, and just slowly fall to the ground. <laughs> no, just got it um
0: I mean you're supposed to tap him on the shoulder and say, I'm I'm I don't I'm sorry, sir, I don't mean to bother you, but I, I would like to tackle you now. Is that okay?
2: <laughs> I don't mean to I don't mean to impose, but uh you're it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Casey and case you missed we uh we chatted with uh play by play voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen. From KFA ed radio here locally, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Like I said, go ahead. Uh dot com. You can podcast uh the Paul Allen Project, along with iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Uh check it out if you're not if you're not a uh a local here in the Twin Cities, it's definitely a good listen. He's got you know he's got guys like Mike Florio who are on every week for profootballtalk.com. dot uh, com. Yes. and uh bunch of other, you know, a bunch of other great guests during the week. Um and uh we'll definitely try to get Paul back on the show here down the road. Um
0: maybe after the Packers beat the Vikings. Well, I mean it,
2: it, it maybe it may, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe maybe that final game of the year it'll be for the division. Who knows? I, we can't like no. I said, we, we uh, who knows? We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. we um, we got about 5 minutes left here in the uh in the show. Um and why don't we go ahead and uh do this?
0: This
1: is the end, it's the end of the world
2: TJR Radio uh top of the hour with John Canton and Frank the Clown. Um You're aware of the NHL lockout, correct? Yes. Well Dateline is Alberta, oh. Canada. Sex toy retailers in Alberta say that the business has been buzzing this autumn, and they think they know why. It's the NHL lockout. We'd be gearing up for international hockey right now, but there's, nothing, but there's nothing to do. So I guess we need to find some better ways to spend our time. Vinay Borker, owner of the Hush Lingerie & More in Edmonton, told the Toronto Sun, Borker said his sales of sex toys, sex games, sexual guides, and lingerie have gone up 15% since October. While not all hockey fans have traded scoring goals for scoring with each other, Hal Rosenberg, who owns <laughs> Edmonton T's Adult Boutique, told the paper that he noticed a similar spike in business. I suppose that's one, one of the reasons it's as busy it is. There's no hockey, he said. On the other hand, maybe the rise in sales is simply a part of a larger trend in consumer spending habits. In May, sex toy sales were projected to skyrocket on a global scale, with, with some experts, experts crediting the bad economy. At this time, when the unemployment is, is high, Stefan Delacan, owner of the Paris Innovates told NBC, and the bank account balance is low, people are passing the time by get busy. So. Um,
0: I, I have thought myself, you know, I'm so upset that NHL isn't playing that I have thought to buy a dildo. <laughs> That's how upset and, and bored I have been since, because of the lockout.
2: Well, you know, maybe I was, uh, was going to buy some
0: nice lingerie for myself. <laughs> uh,
2: honey, I can't. I can't watch the uh, the Maple Leafs
0: game. Do you have any of those
2: edible underpants? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh, Only in Canada. Only in Canada. Oh, <laughs> uh, those freaks!
2: Oh boy,
0: Canadians—they crack oh. me up.
2: Uh we we've been to Winnipeg, so we, we know uh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What, what
2: Canada what Canada is like. I decided to simulate the, yeah. the Packers Giants game for this uh this Sunday on Madden. I think I'm gonna do this every week you now and it's just a uh, fun thing to have on the screen. Right now the 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 New York Giants are leading three to nothing um, late in the second quarter. Jordy Nelson just I don't like that. A, Jordy Nelson just caught a twelve yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, they're replaying it a few times because everyone loves replays. Um, uh, oh. where they're at, the, at the 25 yard line. So, uh, Packers making a run right now. And, uh, yeah. So, <sighs> so, uh, did, did you, did you watch, uh, did you watch wrestling last night? Did you, did you enjoy it?
0: I watched some of it.
2: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited. Jordy Nelson at the 10 I'm very excited for, you know, the, these the Seth Rollins and, uh, uh, Dean Ambrose, some of these guys that the internet's been talking about, and we've been talking about a lot on DJR Radio. So excited to see these guys, yeah. debut, see what kind of impact they uh, they make uh, in the WWE. We'll definitely talk about that.
0: Um, I wanted to see more of a celebration for CM Punk.
2: I wanted balloons. I know. I was. Pissed I, yeah, I,
0: I know John was upset about that. I was upset about that too. And I wanted to say how. How dare CM Punk say that he's better than.
2: Oh. Wow. You know Mioca might be doing How dare that? him. That might be setting up a potential Stone Cold Steve Austin CM Punk feud.
0: Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe not, you, not. Did you Did you see um, Kane, Choke Slam, that. What the hell is that dude's name? One of those uh, black guys in the primetime players, the big uh, ones, the taller uh, ones?
2: Uh, yeah, Titus, Titus O'Neil.
0: Did you see that? That was embarrassing. <laughs> he he didn't... He, that was the worst choke slam bump I have ever seen. He didn't even go up off the ground because he was too scared to get slammed on his back. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> and, you know, they tried to... They made it seem like you couldn't notice it, but I noticed it. You know all the trick things with the camera? You can't see stupid crap happening? Yeah. I saw it. It's a very embarrassing,
2: and that's saying a lot, Justin. Justin enjoyed Raw more than Monday Night Football. And he's a Bears fan, so we know why. Um, wow, well,
0: doesn't surprise me um, at all.
2: We'll be back in about five minutes for TJR Radio. Uh, special thanks to Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, calling and talking to us. About fifteen minutes. Uh, download the interview. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, go Pack! Go.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
2: Yeah, Turkey Day.